CES Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Alright guys, welcome into SEC Media Days here in Nashville for the first time. Nathan King here with Auburn Undercover with Jason Caldwell here at the Grand Hyatt. We got done with Auburn's day today as we're recording this here on Tuesday. Auburn went at about 1 o'clock was when Hugh Freeze took the main stage here in Nashville. And uh, Jason, it's been, we're, we've already been here now for our second day. Um, Auburn, I think, was probably one of the more anticipated teams of this event overall just because of Hugh Freeze's return to the SEC. That was one of the big storylines on the main stage. Kind of what we expected in terms of maybe what the national and SEC media were looking at in terms of, uh, you know, their lens of Auburn this year. We'll get into a little later, obviously, the nitty-gritty that Auburn fans want to know about the team. But um, it seems like for, for his first time back in the SEC now at Auburn, uh, I think Hugh Freeze did a pretty good job today. I think he knew what to expect. I think he handled it pretty well. Yeah, I thought he did a good job. I really did. I thought um, Hugh Freeze and the players all did a good job of, you know, like I said, he, you know, it was about promoting the program. They did a good job of that, uh, you know, and kind of trying to get the point across of what they want as a program. I think that was one of the big things that they talked about and then did a good job of as well today too. But yeah, he Freeze um, touched on, hey, here's where we are. Here's where we need to get to. He talked about roster, uh, some issues with the roster, talked about transfer portal, all the things that having to having to build a program. And so I thought that was a, a maybe enlightening a little bit. And we've sure. heard a lot of that, those things, yeah. but to hear it in, the, in those terms and to talk about how, look, it's, I, I thought, to me, something that jumped out was was no goals. When you think about guys, you think about goals. He's like, look, it's just today. Worry about today. That's all you had to worry about. When you're in Auburn's position right now, I think that's exactly what they have to do. Yeah, and that's been in line. I was talking to some of the players about this. That's been in line with what we've known about this team and the way this coaching staff was going to approach things since the beginning of the spring. I can remember before spring ball even started, Hugh Freeze was saying, look, if we don't take this thing day by day, we're going to get overwhelmed because we have way too much on our plate to try to figure out, obviously that's a little bit different now that we get closer to the season starting. You feel like you've kind of stacked those days on top of each other. It was interesting to kind of hear him talk about all these things that we've known from him in sort of an SEC lens, saying that, you know, like, like you mentioned, get Auburn back to where it needs to be. Because like he mentioned, talking about the last time he was in the league, last time he was in the league, Auburn was in a much better place. He was at Ole Miss viewing Auburn. It was very difficult for him to beat Auburn. Mentioned that that 2014 game was a top five game. Yeah. And so kind of bringing them back to that point where you know, everything they do in the SEC is consequential. And like he mentioned, with the playoff coming up and with the expansion coming up, it's a, it's kind of the clock is ticking a little bit to make sure that he gets Auburn back to that point. It is. And and, and here's the thing about it. Um, it's a difficult spot. Auburn, I mean, he frees and, and Auburn's in a difficult spot right now. And here's what we don't know. We don't know what the schedule is going to look like in 2025 moving forward. It's going to be, is it going to be one permanent seven rotating? Is it going to be three permanent, you know, rotating six? Uh, if it's one permanent seven rotating, it's still going to be difficult no matter which way you do it. But it, right now you look at it and, and you know you play Alabama, you know you play Georgia every year, you know what else you have within this league. It's going to be a challenge. And Auburn's two biggest rivals are the two best programs in the country right now. Ohio State's right there too. But when you think about recruiting rivals, you think about Alabama, you think about Georgia, 
You think about Clemson, who's also one of the top teams in the country. Those are teams you have to recruit against every day. So it's not easier. It's much more difficult. But it's also a place that has been done before. Auburn's played for two national championships in the last 12 or 13 years. They've shown that this, this program can make quick turnarounds. We saw it from 98 to 2000. We saw it from 2008 to 2010. We saw it from 2012 to 2013. Yeah. We have seen Auburn go boom pretty quickly. Is this roster prepared to make that kind of move? I don't know, but I think they're prepared to make a jump. We don't know how big it is yet. Yeah, and obviously they've done everything that we've talked, you know, we've talked about over and over again, particularly in the transfer portal, to give themselves the best opportunity to do that. You know, they weren't even going to have a shot for any of this stuff unless they addressed the roster in the method that they did. One of the biggest pieces of the roster is something as we kind of get into now the news that the Hugh Freeze got into, sort of the you know Auburn specific stuff that he got into with the local reporters in the morning. Of course, one of the biggest pieces of the roster is Jarquez Hunter. It's been a murky situation, honestly, one that we've never had clarity on from the beginning. That's because the university issue just kind of bringing everything up to speed. Um, Jarquez Hunter was never even specifically named. In Correct. This. It has never been specifically addressed by the university that, oh, we're investigating something having to do with Jarquez Hunter, but obviously he was the target of some social media allegations a few months ago. Um, and so Hugh Freeze, again, just like spring meetings, it remains separate from the football program, and therefore still no update as of, uh, as of right now on whether he'll be available, whether there's going to be any suspensions for the start of fall camp. Correct. I, they're still waiting like we are, like everybody else yeah. is, and, and because it is outside of their hands. And you're, you're right, Jarquez hasn't been mentioned, but we haven't seen him around. Can't, you know, the complex this summer, we saw him when they were having football camps at the old complex, so he's still on campus. He's still doing his own workouts, but he has not been part of the team. And so how does that factor in? Obviously, it's a big deal for Auburn. And, and again, like he Free said, look, can't comment on, on those ongoing things. We'll find, we'll find out hopefully sooner rather than later because they need some closure one way or another. He needs it. Um, but, again, it's it's not Auburn's timeline. It's, it's on somebody else's time. A couple roster notes as well. Um, Bobby Travis, Quintrell Jameson Travis, it's a Juco defensive lineman. Him and DeQuavia Sori, who's a three-star freshman wide receiver, both of their statuses were a little bit up in the air. They hadn't reported to campus. They were the only guys who didn't report to campus as part of the 23 class. Things are very encouraging right now, according to Hugh Freeze, for Bobby Travis, the D lineman. Seems like he's going to be in a good spot. He all but confirmed today, though. Actually, Quavo Sori has already put it in his social media bio yeah. saying that he's a JUCO kid, right. um, that he's going to go forward as a JUCO product. Pretty much all that confirmed that he is not going to join the team. I thought it was interesting, though, that you know Freeze, and he was asked about it, down the line, could he be a guy? You know, we've seen that at Auburn. We see it at programs all the time, bringing a guy back from the JUCO ranks. Speaking of maybe bringing a guy back, Demario Tolan, the LSU transfer, he exited the program earlier this summer. Hugh Freeze confirmed what we knew and that it, it was a personal matter, needed to take care of it, much more important than football, by no means dismissed from the program, anything like that. Similar to, to Quavo Sori, Hugh Freeze said, maybe, you know, we'll see down the road. It, it seems like maybe the door... I don't know if the door's left open, but the door was certainly not slammed on either of those guys. Yeah, no, yeah, I think obviously the, those are the house cleaning issues that you normally have this time of year yep. as you prepare for a roster. So it was good to, to kind of maybe get a little bit of closure on some of those things, and and you know it it kind of gets you then to where you can focus on the football side of things. Right. And we got to focus on the football side of things with this, Nathan. And I, obviously, it starts with quarterback. When you think about this Auburn roster, there's a lot. I mean, there's questions all over. Who's going to be the starting quarterback? Um, the, the most interesting part of the day was was Hugh Freeze talking about Peyton Thorne. Yeah. Saying, hey, look, he came to us, wanted a list and photos of everybody in the building because he wanted to know their names. D 
detail oriented. Um, that starts with Peyton Thorne, but he talked about Robbie Ashford. We've seen the improvement out of Robbie Ashford. We've seen him in this summer, the, the maturity level increase. I think this is a quarterback room, and we asked the players, and they all agreed. They feel like this is going to be an improved quarterback room for Auburn. How, how much can they get to? What level can they get to? May determine how much of that improvement we see, but I think it's going to be better, and that's a pretty exciting thing. Yeah, and talking about the quarterback competition as well, kind of the blueprint was also something I thought was interesting, and it was good to get details from Hugh Freeze. He said that he had a conversation with Philip Montgomery very recently, and, and Ken Austin, the senior analyst, sort of the assistant quarterbacks coach, saying, hey guys, I need a plan for how we're going to split up these reps in fall camp because Hank Brown, the freshman quarterback from, uh, from Lipscomb Academy, is also in the mix, but Hugh Freeze was saying it's impossible to get four guys reps and that be useful. I think he said 10 practices is what he was looking at. After 10 practices, it has to be cut down to two guys. We assume at the moment that's going to be Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford holding Gariner. You never know. Obviously, a guy who's got um, a bunch of talent. You mentioned the players here today. Um, it was obviously a very veteran group for Auburn. You had Elijah McAllister, the Vanderbilt transfer. You had fifth-year senior tight end Luke Deal, and you had fifth-year senior offensive guard Cameron Stutz. Thought they all did a fantastic job. Elijah McAllister, you know, I thought it spoke so highly of him as a newcomer that he's already been picked to come to SEC Media Days. We talked to some of his Vanderbilt teammates this morning, talked to Clark Lee. Nothing but high remarks for, for McAllister especially off the field. That's where he's made his biggest impact on the college level. Yeah, I thought, I, I thought all, again, all three of those guys held themselves really well. You're right, Elijah McAllister was really impressive. Um, really and the guy that, when you start thinking about it, um, having be thrust into a new new situation, new team, new roster, to be able to take on that kind of leadership role was really good. And so uh, he was good. Luke Deal's always been great. Kim Stutz is a guy that has just worked himself into this position, worked himself into this role. and. Um, you know, not three all-SEC candidates, at least to start the season, but three guys who did a good job of putting this Auburn program in the light that I think Key Freeze wanted to be in. Yeah, it, it seemed very intentional, and I know you talked about it leading up to the picks. You kind of predicted a couple of them. Seemed intentional from what Auburn's plan was at Media Days. And like you mentioned at the start of the podcast, elevate the program back up, elevate the face of the program a little bit back up. And while other programs, most other programs are going to bring some of their best players, and Auburn certainly could have done that, they opted to sort of go the more veteran route, bring guys who are going to represent um, the school well. And so, um, Jason, unless there's anything else you want to get into from today, good. we'll be I, here all week to continue getting yeah, Auburn-related stuff. Yeah, I think it was good. Uh, again, I, you know, this is a time when you kind of kick-start a season. I thought Auburn did a good job of, of saying, hey, here's where we want to get to. Here's where we are, the work that needs to be put in, but from a roster standpoint, all those things. But, hey, all in all, I think a, a really good day it for was. Auburn. Um, coaches, players involved, I uh, thought did a great job. Yeah, thought it was a good one for Auburn today. And uh, we'll continue to kind of be around all, all week long until Thursday getting uh, Auburn-related storylines. And uh, you know, tomorrow I'm interested to hear from Arkansas players about Travis Williams. Of course, that's a guy that um, Auburn fans obviously really love as a, as a player and a coach. But go to AuburnUndercover.com. Uh, we've got a sort of a Media Day Central there. I know it's a bit of a, overwhelming. We've got a ton of content for Media Days. But you go in there, you're going to get all the stories that you want. Appreciate everybody listening today. For Jason Caldwell, I am Nathan King. Go check us out, AuburnUndercover.com. We'll see you guys later. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. 
Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.